of our sermon of this afternoon, true love is single-minded. True love is single-minded. In marriage, when two people come together as one flesh, a man and a woman, in holy matrimony, they're united together in love. An elder, we read in the scriptures, is to be a one-woman man, and a wife is to be a one-man woman. And that's true of, of all marriages. It's to be an exclusive relationship with a single-minded love for one another. And so it is also for God's love for his people. It's not a divided love, but a single-minded, whole-hearted love. God has, one could say, only one love for one people. And he expresses this undivided, single-minded love in these words from Hosea chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in loving kindness and in compassion. And I will betroth you to me in faithfulness. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The response of God's people to God's love is likewise to be single-minded, wholehearted. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 5. So our text today is taken from the S section, the Psalmic section of this acrostic Psalm 119. And the beginning word sets the entire theme for this section. In the original language, the Old Testament, the word translated double-minded, which begins with the Hebrew letter S, means disunited, divided in heart and mind, conflicted, schismatic, fickle, changeable, inconsistent. It's a word which conveys the, the same idea as the one that James writes about when he says a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's James 1.8. Uh, you might remember the, the church in Laodicea from the, uh, the letter recorded in the Re book of Revelation, uh, the lukewarm church, neither hot nor cold. Or perhaps you've read uh, John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress and you remember uh, the character Mr. Facing both ways. We might refer to somebody as being a fence straddler, having one foot in both camps. And so here in this S section of the psalm, there's a stark contrast for the psalmist. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. And so I'm going to look at uh, the two parts of these opposing allegiances. Firstly, divided loyalty to God. And secondly, undivided love for God. So firstly, divided loyalty to God. The psalmist hates the double-minded, those of divided loyalty, because they, they reject God's rule. They claim to serve, but they don't really. And the psalmist wants nothing to do with these fickle-minded people. Depart from me, you evildoers, he writes, that I may keep the commandments of my God. Literally turn away from me because you oppose good. And these are the enemies who have plagued the psalmist. If you read Psalm 119, you see many references to 
these enemies. Uh, verse 23, princes sit plotting against me. Verse 69, the insolent smear me with lies. Verse 95, the wicked lie in wait to destroy me. And verse 110, the wicked have laid a snare for me. These are not merely enemies of the psalmist, they're enemies of God, for they are those who do evil. They are the cunning, treacherous, deceitful ones, the double-minded who've gone away from your statutes. They're those who once walked according to God's word, but have now deliberately gone astray. And this is really perhaps the most troublesome or troubling part of this text. The evildoers being referred to here are not pagan Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, or Amorites. They were Israelites. They were within the camp of Israel. Today, it could be said of these evil, deceitful, double-minded, unstable people that are in the church. They're like Hymenaeus and Alexander who suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith, 1 Timothy 1.19, or like Philetus who swerved from the truth, 2 Timothy 2.17, or like Demas who departed the Apostle Paul who was in love with this present world, 2 Timothy 4.10. They're those ungodly persons in the church who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. It's Jude 1.4. Here's the reality. Half-hearted loyalty to God sounds better than no loyalty at all. Well, at least a person's 50% of the way there. But that's not, that's not it. Double-minded loyalty is... No loyalty at all. It's disloyalty. I mean, imagine for a moment, a man says, I'm unfaithful to my wife most of the time. That's not being faithful at all. Or a woman who says, I seek to obey some of the commands in Scripture, but the ones I disagree with, I just ignore. That's not a godly woman. Or a child, young person who, who does what, he or she is told to do some of the time when it pleases them, but not at other time. They're not an obedient child or young person. The double-minded are, are like those who are, are like, it's like two different people in one body. It could be called spiritually schizophrenic. Like the double-hearted generation who, who wanted to go to the promised land, but also wanted to go back to Egypt. We touched on that this morning in our reading from Numbers 11. They grumbled at the provision of the free, nutritious manna the Lord had provided. And they said, but we remember the fish that we used to eat free in Egypt, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. A double-minded generation left Egypt and they never entered the promised land but perished in the wilderness. It's important here that we understand that this double-mindedness is not referring to people who have times of doubt, moments of doubt. Many of us suffer at times from a, a diminished, a reduced assurance of faith. Our, our psalmist is not expressing 
dislike of the tender children of God. God loves those who come to him in their weakness. Remember the father of the boy possessed by an evil spirit, whose confession of genuine faith was, I believe, help my unbelief. In contrast to that, at times, weakened, troubled faith, the double-minded have a soul which is divided between faith in Christ and faith in the world. And Jesus said, no one can serve two masters, for either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Jesus reserved his greatest condemnation for those within the covenant community, the religious leaders who worked hard to look good on the outside, but were rotten to the core inside. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, he said, hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Jesus didn't call them double-minded, but that is what they were. And so what is the fate of those who do evil, who do not love God? Our psalmist accurately knows about the justice of God, which will always prevail. Verse 119, all the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore, I love your testimonies. A dross is a, a base metal. Oh, sorry, yeah, dross is the, is the impurity separated from a metal that is made pure by the refining process. The wicked are like chaff that the wind drives away. Again, divided loyalty is no loyalty at all. It's, it's the heart of the traitor that turned folk. Like, like Judas who kissed Jesus so that he could betray him. So what is the solution for divided loyalty to Christ, the head of the church? Despair? No. Christ offers a much better way, hope and restoration. Revelation 3.19, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. So how is your devotion to Jesus Christ the Savior? How would you describe it? Cold? Lukewarm? Hot? If cold, if you have no love, you come to Jesus. Acknowledge that reality. Repent, turn to him, and trust in him. If it's lukewarm like the Laodicean church, repent and be zealous for your Lord. And if it's hot, praise the Lord. Hot was the temperature, if you will, of the psalmist's love for God. He was single-minded in his loyalty to the Lord. That brings us now to our second point. Single-minded love. Now we see this contrast between the double-minded and the psalmist who is the one who 
loves the law of his God. He, he's like Caleb in the wilderness, of whom God says, said, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land which he entered, and his descendants shall take possession of it. Numbers 14.24. Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, were the only two single-minded men of that first generation who left Egypt and then entered the promised land. Our psalmist is like them, and he declares, I love your law. To love the word of God is to love God himself, the lawgiver. To love God is to love Christ Jesus, his son, the living word. Now, Jesus made a connection between love for himself and love for the law when he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, John 14, 15. Jesus also teaches us that when we love him with an undivided love, the world will hate us just as our Savior was first hated in this same world that we live in. In the high priestly prayer in John 17, Jesus says of his disciples, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The reality is that Satan can work very well with and in the double-minded, but he attacks those who have an undivided love for God. Because that very love that they have shows that they are loved by God himself. And so we see in this text that the psalmist has a single-minded commitment to the Lord. And that makes him a target for the enemies of God. And yet his faith in the power of God, whose word he loves, provides him prayerful access to help. Uphold me, he prays in verse 116 according to your promise, that I may live, and let me not be put to shame in my hope. In the next verse, hold me up, that I may be safe, and have regard for your statutes continuing. Heartfelt prayers of petition flowing out from a single-minded love for God. A single-minded believer knows that his or her help is in the name of the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. The one God with an undivided love for his people. And so we can see here this confident supplication of the psalmist to this trusting dependence on God. Note how personal the prayers are. He uses the words I and you. But notice also that in his approach to God, he is humble and reverent. My flesh trembles for fear of you, for I am afraid of your judgments. Verse 120. My flesh literally bristles or stands erect. We could say that the, the hair stands up on the back of his neck. The psalmist knows that his God is a consuming fire, Hebrews 12:29. When we love God, when we love the law of God, we love his holiness, we love his justice, his truth, and his righteousness. And so when we love God with an undivided love, we see ourselves clearly, as the prophet Isaiah did in a vision. Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. 
day we, we don't see the Lord in a vision, so Isaiah, but in this word we see in Christ the image of the invisible God. When your flesh trembles in reverent fear of God, when you realize that the one you love is coming in judgment against yourself, when you realize that your love is undivided, when you come to Christ with, rather your love is naturally divided, you come to Christ with your tainted love, and he receives you with that undivided love because of what Christ has done. And then we receive the benefit and the blessing of the perfect intensity and purity of the love of God. We really have no fear of the day of judgment. Christ has borne the weight of God against sin. John writes, By this love is perfected in us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. So the love of God for us, brothers and sisters, is perfect, undermined, undivided, single-minded. For you then, continue to love Christ. Love Christ with your whole heart. Love his word, seek to obey his commandments. Love the altogether loving one with all your heart, mind and strength.